Welcome to the Replenish Me radio show, where we help women, but especially moms, get from chaos to calm with strategies that really work for successful women, like our guest today, Kathleen Salams. She loves to be affectionately called Kath, and she's the founder of SoulfullyAlign.com. As a mom and ex-corporate CEO, after realizing her successful career in corporate, wasn't exactly making her happy, she went on a search for more and found her soul. She's now passionate about showing other women how to reconnect to their inner power and soul because, as she says, that is the place all else blooms from. A beautiful life with deep connections and a sense of meaning, magical moments, and a sense of total alignment with your highest potential and purpose. And a truly rich life experience. Live true, live bold, live fulfilled. You can connect with her at KathleenSalens.com and she has um, a freebie for us, but that will be in the link attached to this radio show. Welcome to the show, Kath. How are you? (laughs) Thank you so much, Cordelia. So, yeah, I'm doing great actually today. And you know, when you read that bio back to me, I just have to smile so hard because, you know, a couple of years ago, um, none of that was really on my radar. And the fact that I get to really speak about, you know, having meaning in my life and deep connections and to really feel that fulfillment, um, it, it still amazes me, actually. Yeah, we, we never realize how much we've evolved until, like you said, someone reads us our bio, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I like that. So, you know, share some of the highlights of your story and how you got it, you got started. Oh, well, it's not pretty. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, yeah, at the same time, I think many people can really relate to this. Um, the fact that it, it turns ugly before we actually, you know, come to a standstill in our lives and actually really look at what's, what is going on. So, you know, for me, um, until a couple of years ago, I really believed that I was doing fabulous in my life. And I was on track with everything that I now call the checklist for success. Um, and so that included the house and the car and the good salary and the husband and the family and a beautiful job. And especially for me, um, I don't really know when I decided this, but I always had a thing about feminism. And so when I entered corporate as a young 20-year, um, I actually really, really was driven to prove to myself in a male-dominated environment, uh, I worked in ICT for a long time, that I could, you know, just be like the best of them. And so I was very much driven by this notion of climbing the corporate ladder and, and making my mark in that environment and proving that I was just as intelligent as they were and driven and, and all of that. 
And so, yeah, for, for a long time, I felt like I was doing, you know, well, until um, one day, I think it was a couple of years ago, um, around Christmas, and I was sitting at the living room table one evening doing some spreadsheet work. Um, and I suddenly noticed that my eldest daughter, and she was four at the time, that she was standing there. And apparently she had been standing there for a while and I just hadn't noticed. Oh. And so she was looking at me with this really, oh, such a sad face. I still, I still get very emotional when I think about this because it, it just struck me, just this look on her face and how sad she was looking. And then she said like, you know, mommy, um, you just never notice me anymore. Mm. And I was like, that was just like a truck running into me because mm-hmm. I really felt up till that point that we were doing quite okay as a family, you know, juggling both of our jobs. My husband was away um, abroad very often for his work and I was working weekends and evenings as well for my corporate job. And I still felt like, you know, we were doing okay. We were raising our kids and, and all that stuff. And that's when I realized that from, you know, an outside perspective, um, it wasn't really looking like that. And for her, it wasn't really, you know, looking like that. Mm. And so, yeah, so that was the first moment, I think, um, that I really realized that I was making choices, but they weren't really benefiting myself or my family. Mm. And so... Yeah, so, but I, and I'm sad to say, <laughs> I can laugh about this now, but I'm sad to say that I didn't change straight away. Okay, I was so into that corporate rat race and I was loving it because, you know, the thing is, uh, we can talk about corporate all that we want, um, but as a woman in corporate who loves a challenge and who loves that creative buzz, and that collaboration between people, it actually has many good sides as well. And so, you know, for me, it wasn't easy to, to, ch- to start making different choices. And so it took me a while. Um, it actually took me until I really had a massive burnout <laughs> mm. um, before, you know, everything came to a halt. And so it was a forced halt, okay, because I couldn't stop myself. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so that is why I'm quite passionate about actually talking about this because I want other women to realize that it is going to come to a halt at one point, okay? Mm. The madness cannot continue as it, as, it, as it does. You cannot continue to kind of, you know, keep your blinders on and, and hope for the best and, and think just a couple of more months and then we've got a holiday coming up. Um, it, it doesn't work that way, okay? Life has a way of really bringing you up against the wall and really asking you to take a long, hard look at what you're creating for yourself and the people in your life. Yes, I yes, I, I really resonate with your your whole story. And you're right. We um, we think that we're balancing, but you know, and juggling was another good word you used there. But mm. um, for the little people in our lives, right? they grow so quickly and a couple of months, you know, it's, she's like a completely different human being and you missed it. And uh, there's no getting that time back. So you have to really figure out your priorities and what you really, really need and want in your life and for your life. So um, 
I, I, I totally see that. So I met you in a Facebook group that was called Freaking Amazing Women, right? It's called Freaking Amazing, but it's, mm. <laughs> and um, I think it's appropriately named and I'm so happy that we met there. But your group, I would say the Sisterhood of Illuminated Souls, I mean, that I think is, uh, it, it has a whole different meaning and the way that you um, interact with your sisters there. You know, I'm, I'm partial to the word sisterhood anyway, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So while we're all freaking amazing, but, you know, being in a sisterhood of illuminated souls, mm. that's a whole different um, layer. So tell me a little bit how you came up with that name and what was your objective when you founded that? Mm, okay. So I think actually the group has been around for about two years now. And when it started, it had a business focus. Mm. Okay, because that is what I came into the online world with. Um, you know, I've always been like a project manager, a business strategist. And so I figured, you know, um, I discovered the online coaching world and that seemed like the answer to my prayers because I had been praying for a more balanced work life after my burnout. I didn't want to go back to a full-time corporate because I knew I knew myself and I knew I wouldn't be able to just say, you know, nine to five. <laughs> okay. I'm not that type of person that I just cannot really stop my creativity, you know, and put it in definite, definite a set of hours. So I had been praying for something else that seemed more balanced to me. And so that's when I came across the whole beautiful world of online coaching. And I got so inspired and empowered um, when I first saw all of these women groups and like you say, like freaking amazing, I've worked with Lenka, who's the group owner and mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. That is such a, a really, it's, it's a really good example also of the type of group where people and women really support one another. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And I love that vibe. I love that aspect of the online coaching world. And, but so when I came into it, um, for me, it was very much from that very logical, analytical, strategic point of view, you know, because I was that type of person. I was one of the most analytical people you would ever meet. <laughs> and so, yeah, so that is how my group started. So, and as you can see from the name, Sisterhood of Illuminated Souls, you know, I've had quite a journey myself. And so the group has always kind of evolved with me you know, being a personal brand, all of my work just comes from my own life experience and, and journey and everything that I discover about life and that I can then, you know, support other women with. Um, and so I would say, like you say, the word sisterhood, it has this incredible potent energy to it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And so about sisterhood, maybe let's talk about that because I think this is really, really um, kind of juicy for our listeners as well. Yeah. I think for many women, and you see this in the online coaching world, for instance, and you see it just, you know, basically on Facebook and anywhere else on, on the internet as well. I think that many women, when we come onto this space where there's so many other women that we 
get to connect with and interact with and witness and follow. Um, I believe that there's many wounds that mm -hmm. come up for us. And I've mentioned this briefly to, briefly to you. I call this sisterhood wounds. <laughs> and, and so that is one, one of the reasons why I felt so drawn to renaming my group to a sisterhood because there is so much beautiful energy that women can share between one another in a community that is really aimed at supporting. And so a sisterhood to me symbolizes kind of like a life community. So imagine that you're all living close to one another and that you meet up um, at regular times and that you're just there to support one another in your life experience as a woman. And that is all of your fears, all of your celebrations, all of your kind of doubts and insecurities. And I believe as women, especially in Western society, um, we have so many insecurities that are fed into our kind of awareness, you know, on a day-to-day -day basis. And, and we all know them, you know, it's just everything that you see in advertising about how your body should look and what is acceptable and what isn't and how you should feel if you don't fit that image. And it's about how women should relate to men, how men should relate to women. And it's all not very positive, is it? <laughs> and so, you know, and about women's intelligence and all those stories, all those stories. And it, it seeps into our, into our awareness if you want it or not. I mean, I've been always interested in feminism, but at the same time, I still took on a lot of those stories. Uh, at a subconscious level. And I think that is something that happens for most of us. And so in a sisterhood, um, the energy is so powerful because you really enter that space and you drop all of the feels and you allow yourself to just be yourself. And there's no need to be perfect. There's no need to pretend. There's no need to hide anything. You just show up in a very raw and real way and in a very vulnerable way. And at the same time, I find that that is when many of us really start to feel empowered because when you tap into that very real core and essence of who you are as a woman, um, you kind of give yourself permission to start to show up in that way in your life, not just in your own thoughts and journal, and not just in your own kind of image of how you would like to be, who, who, what kind of woman you would like to be, um, but also just start to show up like that in your life. So when you go shopping and when you walk around in the city and when you talk to your husband and when you're with your children and with your friends and your relatives and neighbors and I find that when you start to really tap into that very real kind of identity of who you are as a woman, um, it really just changes your life in so many ways. And it feels like a homecoming. Yeah. And it feels like you suddenly, you suddenly really kind of, you reach this maturity in, in the way that you claim yourself. And you just, it is a very, very beautiful energy to, to start to tap into. And it's a process. This doesn't really happen from day one, but it's a process. And so I'm at a point now where 
I really can do that in my day-to-day life and whether I meet strangers or whether it's with people that I know. And it is such a beautiful space to be in. And I really feel like this is where I unlock so much of my, my potential because there's no energy wasted in hiding or pretending or worrying or doubting. And it's like lean energy to start from and to create from. And so that is why sisterhood to me feels so, so potent because we give one another permission to grow into that space together and to support one another and witness one another, you know, in, in, on that journey. And so, and at the same time, what I've noticed for myself, being a part of other sisterhoods, you know, whether they're called like that or not, um, it's the energy of, of the space that matters. And so being a part of that kind of energy and space myself over the past few years has really helped me heal some, some of my own insecurities with regard to other women. And I think that's important as well because, you know, again, that is something that we all see online, the discussions between mothers and, for instance, uh, what is motherhood? it really and when are we good mothers and then there's like women who react to one another based on their own insecurities and it creates this very ugly kind of energy with lots of sharp edges to it that is what it feels like to me (laughs) and so um and and that to me is one of the examples of where our wounds show up it's where women we as women have learned to dist trust one another okay we've learned in society that we cannot really trust men um, in many ways so we've got this whole healing to do with regard to you know men and masculine energy and at the same time there's this similar kind of distrust that we have towards sisters towards other women because we feel like we cannot really fully trust them either okay because we feel like we're going to get judged or people you know, other women is, are going to talk about us behind our backs and, and stuff like that. And for instance, in the online coaching world, world, which is my kind of space where I hang out a lot online, you see it in the way that women, um, you know, become so very competitive and, and kind of envious of one another. And so, yeah, so there's lots of um, healing to be done, I think, in many areas of our lives and being a part of a very supportive space, whether it's offline, so in real life or online and in, in, for instance, in a Facebook group, I really have experienced and I witness this every day, how very powerful it is in helping us heal, you know, those wounds. And so, yeah, that's definitely one of the intentions that I have with my group. Right. Wow. You brought up so (laughs) many, like, points, Um, you know, and I mean, okay, let's start with the femininity thing. You're right. We are a little bit confused um, from the Western perspective on what femininity is. We have many wounds when it comes to relating to masculine energy as well as feminine energy. And we become an island, and it doesn't serve anybody well. And then when we try to reconnect with one another as, you know, um, 
you know, we're, we're trying to, to pour into other women, but we don't really know where to begin, right? Mm. And so we are kind of, um, what is that animal? It kind of uh, like a snapping turtle, right? We, we poke out our head to see if it's okay, but then we end up snapping. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. Like hurting each other, you know? And um, so we, we, um, I, I like that your whole focus is trying to help us to retrain ourselves to uh, not first and foremost be an island, and second of all, harmonize those energies, masculine and feminine. And third, you know, um, really um, explore the, the possibility of collaboration instead of competition. So I really think that mm-hmm. is uh, amazing and beautiful that you're offering that. And, you know, there's a lot of synergy in our messages because when I was looking at the online space, you know, like you were mentioning, and trying to create um, an, a, a, a judgment-free zone for women to share their health journeys, right? Because there's the shoulds, what our, our body should look like, what we should eat, and how we should parent, and how we should go through pregnancy. And, you know, not honoring our individuality in that way. We're all, we're, our, be- our beautiful bodies are so unique, right? So mm. the way my body looks in or out of pregnancy is going to be different from the way your body looks and it's okay, you know, and um, it's all about the, the total well-being of the body. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and it's really about the, the center, finding your center and helping your sister to find her center. And in that, you know, having peace and calm and um and supporting one another and getting there so what is your favorite passion and gift that you share in your business <laughs> so many oh god <laughs> yeah one, this is maybe two yes yeah okay I'll, I'll i'll i won't go into everything but because this is one of those areas where we talk about you know finding center and kind of coming back to ourselves and tapping into ourselves again and I find that when we do that um, so much opens up just so much opens up and it's like this endless I mean to me when I tune into this it's like this vast this vast field of potential and possibility and it feels so exciting because there's so much that we can create and contribute you know um to the world and I really believe like you know this conversation that we're having I believe that women are going to be having more and more of these conversations as we go because we're really collectively tapping into that desire you know, that kind of really deeply feminine desire to reconnect, first of all, to ourselves. And then second, like you say, to our sisters and to create this beautiful flowing exchange of supportive energy. So yeah, um, that is definitely one of my passions. (laughs) And then I would say my my biggest um, kind of yeah gift that I have to share in my business um 
I, I love talking about presence and um, it is one of those words when you experience it, it makes so much sense. And at the same time, beforehand, if you're not completely there yet, if you haven't completely tapped into that yet, it is a word that I feel carries a lot of resonance and you kind of go like on a very deep level within your body, you can feel like there's this juiciness about that word and it kind of, it pulls at you. And at the same time, you cannot really mentally or logically make sense of what it means. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I really love talking about presence and I think that this is one of the gifts that I get to share with the world. Um, is, is that example and that energy of presence. And to me, um, that really, really is all about being very solidly alive and carrying an awareness that every moment um, actually holds so many gifts. And it, it is this kind of energy and this way of being where you're so tuned into every moment of your life and you're really seeking right you're seeking the excitement in the moment and you're seeking the possibility in the moment and so i mean this is i think this is for me has been one of my biggest shifts that i have made on my personal journey um, because, you know, I mentioned this before, I was a very analytical person. And so when I had my moment of spiritual awakening and this whole new world suddenly, you know, opened up to me um, and it, it happened in a way for me that I just couldn't deny it. It was so real. <laughs> I couldn't deny it. And so, you know, that for me was the kind of door opening to really you know saying like okay I can see that apparently my world is much bigger than I always thought it was and so you know let's go and explore and see what else is is there and so that is where my journey into this whole concept of soul um started and at that time I had so much trouble with just being still <laughs> my mind just kept racing and um you know in, in that life. was very yeah that was very challenging and so I became very fascinated with um this concept of okay so how can I really, really tap into this moment how can I really be present in this moment and as I started to play with that um, because play is very important in my work and in, in how I kind of approach things, you know, that I find a bit challenging. Um, as I started to play with that and explore that and kind of, you know, stretch my, my limits and my comfort zone in that, what I realized is that as I became better and better at really tapping into being present in this very moment and savoring 
the experience of this moment, whether it was cooking a dinner for my family. I would, I, for instance, you know, to give an example, I would, for instance, be cooking a dinner for my family. And normally what I used to be doing was my mind would be focused on my to-do list <laughs> and, and kind of analyzing problems and possibilities and potential, you know, ways to get things done. And, and oh, it was so chaotic and stressful in my mind. And uh, I just wouldn't notice really what was going on around me. Hmm. And so becoming present for me was pulling my be- myself back time and time again to what I was doing in that moment, for instance, cooking a dinner for my family. So I would be really opening up all of my senses and I would be <clears throat> listening for the way that the food, the sounds that it makes in, 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 you know, in the pan and then um, the smells of the food that I was cutting and as it was cooking and then maybe the sounds coming from the living room where my children were playing. Mm. And, and all these different sensory kind of inputs that really were bringing me into that moment. And the more that I was able to do that, the more that I realized that I, I had unlocked this big, big kind of secret. It, to me, it was a secret. Right. I had always wondered about, okay, but I don't really feel like I'm fully tapped into my life. I feel like I'm living, but it's this surface living, mm. right? right? I'm just I'm just going with everything and I'm trying to juggle all of these things. And at the same time, you know, if I were to die tomorrow, I don't really know if it would matter because I don't really feel alive. Hmm. And I would be looking at other people who just seem to be so, so tuned into life and so vibrantly here. (laughs) And I would always be wondering like, okay, but how do they do that? And so by working with this desire, you know, around presence and wanting to really bring myself back to the moment and and opening opening up all of my senses, what happened is that I unlocked that feeling within myself that I was alive and I was very vibrantly alive and really tuned into everything that was happening. And so, yeah, that was a very beautiful experience for me. And Again, you know, we talk about my favorite passion (laughs) and my gift that I bring to my business and the world. I think this is one of them. This is, I think once you reach that point where you you are able to access that for yourself, you can also carry that out into the world. And I am now one of those people who are very tapped into life, who, who kind of flow with this life force (laughs) and, you know, you, you kind of, you emit that out to other people. So, and I think that's really beautiful to be able to do. I I love the way you describe um, your graduation from being analytical of life to actually experiencing life and being intentional with it. Mm -hmm. And that was the perfect example with cooking because I think quite often, um, you know, a lot of women don't like to cook, but, I think cooking is probably the most um, therapeutic, spiritual, and sensual thing that you can experience as a human being. <laughs> I, I really do, you know? That's beautiful. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And like, they, it's not about the getting through and making sure that people have something to put in their bodies. It's mm. about 
like sometimes when I'm sick, for example, you know, and normally, right? Oh, I don't want to cook because I'm sick. I should be in bed. I look forward to cooking because I know that there's certain spices that I can cook with. And when I, you know, like experience them, it actually heals me and mm. makes me feel better. So cooking for me, you know, sometimes is like, you know, people pop a pill. I cook with spices, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I love mm. that. I, I love the way, um, you know, you explain the evolution and your gift of yeah. presence. And so one of the things that I think are important to mention is like, you know, it's hard to call this a secret because it's not a secret, but at the same time, it, it's so elusive for so many people. Mm -hmm. I, I think that, you know, what we really all yearn for is to just really feel like we're living and we're living in a way that is, is somehow, it feels exciting and it feels like we're really here and we're stretching and growing and we're just really, you know, living up to a certain potential, whatever that potential is, right? It's different for everyone what we want to, you know, de define potential as. But at the same time, it's this, this feeling of expansiveness and just a certain juiciness or yumminess in life. And one of the words that I like to use for that is it has to be like a felt experience, so instead of being in our minds the whole time, and I'll be honest, you know, it, it sometimes still happens. I sometimes really still catch myself going back to that old habit, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, <clears throat> I'm at a stage in my journey where I know that it's really about seeking out that very sensory experience of life. And that is one of the gateways for me to help me really plug back into life and feeling like I'm really here. I'm really connecting with the people around me. I'm really choosing, right? Moment to moment, I am choosing what my life is going to be looking like next and how I'm going to be feeling in my life next. It's through the things that I choose to focus on this is through the, the kind of, you know, the thoughts that I entertain. Um, it's how I um, just, you know, sometimes zone out. <laughs> mm -hmm. I think this is one of the things that many, many people do. We have these, all, all of us, we have these different kind of little habits that we use to zone out from things that feel uncomfortable. Um, but again, when we can be aware of that so awareness is such an important element i think on, on in, in in this whole conversation when you create that awareness for yourself on, on you know how you show up in the world what your kind of habits are that actually really don't save um, uh, um don't really how to say this um serve you right um all the habits that you would like to have, <laughs> you know, the image of the woman that you want to be. And then you realize that actually in real life, you're quite different. And it's, it's just based on old habits and you might want to consider changing some of those. And so, you know, awareness is a key component in this, but then the second step is always, um, okay, so which of the tools that I've been playing with, playing with and maybe hearing from other people, which of these tools 
work for me to bring me back to this present moment. And I know once I'm present in this moment that I can again start to look at the future and be very intentional about what I want to create for myself. Okay, do I want to be cooking? Do I want to um, be, you know, scrolling my news feed on Facebook as I'm cooking? Right. Or do I want to be having a conversation with my eldest who is actually, I can see from her body language as she's walking around, you know, in the kitchen that actually she really wants to have a chat. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah, so I think, you know, awareness and then being able to bring yourself back to that presence. Um, and then you really tap back into your full power because that's when you can decide what your next moments are going to look like. Absolutely. And that, that's a really good point that you are um, tapping into power and, um, and illuminating your soul, right? Mm. So um, you have a, a guide, right? This easy care self, uh, easy self care guide. Tell me about that. Okay, so <clears throat> I have um, a lot of <laughs> free kind of resources that I keep creating. Um, that's one of the things that I do. I'm, I'm very creative. Um, and so when I sit down, there's so much that comes up. So, um, but I thought it would be interesting to share this resource with um, our listeners because I know that when I started and really started looking at my life and questioning you know why am I here with this massive burnout and what does my future look like when I co go back to corporate I know that it's going to be very very easy for me to go fall back into the same old habits and patterns and so what is it that I want to be creating for myself instead and so in, in that whole kind of dialogue that I was having with myself for one of the first times in my life, um, I really started looking at self-care and I realized just how important self-care really is. And so in this guide that I created, it's actually a recording of a masterclass that I did for my group a while ago. And it talks about why self-care is so challenging for so many of us. Yes. And, and it also talks about, you know, four ways to um, actually start creating more me time and more self-care for yourself in a way that doesn't feel challenging because I think for many of us, um, you know, self-care, it comes with this huge warning sign like, oh, another thing to do. And, you know, it's going to take up so much of my time. Um, so that is something that I hear a lot from people. And I know for myself, another big um, obstacle <laughs> for myself in, in actually doing self-care you know, creating space for, space for self-care. Another big obstacle was just kind of feeling like, um, you know, everyone else needed to be taken care of before me. Uh, so I didn't really see myself and my own needs as a priority. Mm. And so those are the type, that's the conversation that I have um, in that masterclass. So we really dive into that. Um, and we talk about several ways, four ways, to start really integrating more self-care into your day-to-day -day life, even if you know you have those types of concerns and, and thoughts going around in your head. 
Okay. And it also comes with um, a short guide, which I loved creating. I, I, I actually asked around with, um, in, in some of the groups that I'm a member of, and I kind of went and asked people, um, other women, about their favorite self-care tips, um, things that don't take a lot of time and that they enjoy doing. Okay, even if it's really, really busy <laughs> and chaotic and hectic. And so, yeah, that's, that's something else that um, I am uh, making available. That's really key. And, you know, I'm all about self-care. And that's something, I think that's one of the barriers between us connecting with other women is that we're so caught up in taking care of everyone else, thinking about everyone else's um, perception and perspective that we don't really take the time to tune into ourselves and and um, you know take care of our basic needs and um, that that just prevents us to from having deeper relationships I really mm -hmm. um, I really believe that's the truth so thank you for sharing that you know with our listeners and um, there is, like I said, there's a link uh, above this recording where you can access her easy self-care um, tips. So we've talked a lot about, um, you know, the struggles that women have, you know, and a lot of your journey that you've gone through and, and how to better tap into things. But, um, you know, people, you know, like life will happen and shake us up. And we, we fall back into our old patterns. So what do you recommend to people to stay the course, even in the hard times? Um, so <clears throat> I will say that, first of all, habits are <laughs> challenging <laughs> <laughs> because, um, you know, habits are really challenging on our journeys and it's I think it's one of the reasons why there is such a thing as coaching because if everyone was able to um, become aware of their behaviors and choose something different and then boom <laughs> that's <laughs> it you know we wouldn't really need um, uh, the space holding and the support and the encouragement um, but so habits um, I think it's important to realize that you know we sometimes really can can get very harsh and judgmental towards ourselves when that happens. Mm. So when life throws us a curveball, um, especially with women, you know, there's the curveball to you know kind of wrap your head around and, and and navigate. And then there's a whole inner dialogue that happens, and that is where a lot of women go into um, a harsh criticism of themselves and that is very often like okay but why didn't i see this coming and it's you know i thought this had changed and it's not changing and so you see i'm i'm, I'm doing things wrong and there's this whole kind of dialogue that happens that isn't very helpful and I think it's important, first of all, to realize that habits are habits, okay? If you go back into an old habit, um, it's not the end of the world. And it's, again, becoming aware of it and changing it. And so habits, I think it's, it's really important that you realize that a habit is 
has been created over a longer period of time, okay? And because it's become your default um, behavior, it's like your... It's it, and the, the example that I like to use is when you drive a car. At first, when you like to drive, when you learn to drive a car, um, you really have to be very conscious of every single step. Okay, mm. and then after a while, this becomes a habit, <laughs> and your body kind of does it on autopilot. Even you know um, to the extent where when you're driving, you can have a conversation with someone else in the car, you can listen to music or you can, you know, let your thoughts wander. So it becomes autopilot behavior. And the same is true for all of our other habits and patterns. That is the same way that your body kind of deals with that. And so when you notice yourself going back into a habit or, or an old pattern kind of behavior that actually you wanted to, uh, say goodbye to right um it's important to realize that that is all that is happening it's like your body in that curveball situation goes back to what it knows best and that is the autopilot behavior and so i think that is very important to realize because that allows you to step away from the harsh kind of judgment and criticism that you have to ask yourself over that over falling back into that pattern and that habit. And so you can step away from that and keep your energy clean and then really look at, okay, so what is happening here? And so my perspective with life events that throw us, throw us off track is that um, you can see this in different ways. Um, there's one way to look at it, and that is that, you know, everything that happens to us in life is random. <laughs> and so whatever happens, it's something that you have to submit yourself to, whether you want it or not. And the other way is to see that everything that happens to you can also just be an invitation to you, right? It happens, okay, great or not so great. Um, and then really look at it as an invitation to see where you can step up and show more love towards yourself. Because this is what I've recognized in my own experience and working with clients and having you know, conversations with women all the time. Um, we tend to not be very loving towards ourselves. And so when a situation happens, um, even if it's with a complete stranger, we kind of always bring it back to ourselves. And we usually use that as an example, you know, to show ourselves that in some way we're wrong <laughs> or, you know, what we're doing is not good enough or what we're saying is, you know, not good enough, not intelligent, not in intelligent enough or not interesting enough. So we use this, everything that happens in life, we tend to use it and, and use it in a way that is very harmful to ourselves and not very loving to our, ourselves. And I've seen this so many times in my own life. Um, you know, I've, I think that I've moved away from being a very, 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 very harsh critic of myself to someone who needs to call herself back time and time again through awareness, um, call herself back from harsh judgment. Okay. And so, and I see this with so many women. So what I think 
is a really beautiful process that I have found for myself. And so it might be helpful for, for listeners as well, is that when something happens and it, it, it's a live event that feels like, you know, it has this sharpness around the edges, right? It doesn't feel good. Um, it feels challenging. It feels like sometimes a complete unpleasant surprise. What I do is, first of all, I create space for myself to, to, to recognize the situ situation and how I genuinely feel about it. And that is a very important first step because so many of us go into something happens and our brain goes into, you know, over time trying to figure out potentials and outcomes and threats and things that can go wrong and you know it, it just goes into this whole analysis mode and we don't really stop and think <laughs> in a way you know our brain is so busy that we're not really taking the time to really think it through and so my first step what has been so valuable for me is to whenever something like that happens is to really really take a moment to breathe okay to remind myself to breathe and to create space for myself to say, okay, okay, this just happened. How do I feel about this? And then I really look at, okay, I feel, sometimes it's, it's really like devastated, okay? Or I feel grief, or I feel attacked, or I feel really hurt, or there's so many emotions that we can identify when we look at them. And what I've noticed is when I give myself five minutes of just breathing and being with that situation and being with my emotions. Um, <clears throat> it's like the whole anxiety that I have around this situation just kind of, it, it, it goes away mostly. And that helps me really find my center and it helps me find my balance. And what happens is I'm suddenly very clear in my head and I'm so much more able to focus. And that is when I go to the next step in this process that has been so useful for me, which is to kind of reflect on my choices. So, you know, things like, okay, what is my role in this situation? Where can I maybe choose to have better boundaries? Where should I speak my truth more? Okay, with women especially, so often, a situation and, and, and things kind of seem to um, go out um, or run out of hand. And it's very often because we haven't clearly stated what we think was important, what we wanted, what we needed, what we didn't like, what we didn't want. And so speaking our truth is just so, so important. And it's been a very, very um, big part of my journey as well to learn to do that more. You know, you bring up so many great points. This has been the, I just really enjoyed the energy in our conversation today so much. And I, I put myself on mute for a couple of reasons. I had a couple of visitors here, but <laughs> <laughs> I um, totally um, feel everything you said. And, and it almost sounds like I'm talking to myself because your process of stepping back when the old habits are coming in and breathing and really um, looking at, uh, you know, feeling into 
the what's happening and our situation and the triggers and then making choices based on what we're recognizing about what we're feeling and what's happening um you know that's going back to your point about presence and that is um very very key and and that is the best way to to take care of yourself when times are a little bit difficult so i really um i appreciate you explaining the nuances of that because i'm sure our listeners are totally resonating with that and feel <laughs> everything you were saying because it just sounds exactly like me in in those times so i appreciate that you know mm. our conversation was so um exciting and interesting that i really got my eyes off the clock and we're down to the last five minutes <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> so um wow i thank you for coming in i, I want to have you back but before i let you go um i'm gonna ask you very quickly what are the the three main takeaways if there are three um that you would like our listeners to pull out of our conversation today hmm. so the first one would be definitely to allow yourself to love yourself more <laughs> that has been such a huge component of my own journey and that includes things like self-care you know that includes taking time throughout your day to just come back to center and just tap into yourself and kind of ask yourself okay how am i doing and the situation that i that I'm in right now, how does it feel to me? And do I want to be here? <laughs> and, and it's like having this beautiful conversation with yourself where you become your supporter and friend. Um, and I think for many women, that is a drastic change because a lot of us, like I said, have this incredibly harsh energy towards ourselves and we are our own enemy and critic. And so takeaway take away number one is definitely just really give yourself that permission. Give yourself, just allow yourself to show yourself more love and to, to play with that. What does it look like and what can I do to, to start to, you know, be more loving towards myself? So that's definitely number, definitely, um, number one. I think the second takeaway is um, life is a journey of growth and so you know change is inevitable and there are going to be constantly things changing in your life in your environment and i think that is one of the reasons why i'm so passionate about talking to about presence and helping other women really tap into that feminine energy of being present and being being fully tapped into life because um, when you're in that center, it's really like you're in the eye of the storm and you rule your world, <laughs> energetically speaking, in that moment. Um, and it feels really empowering. It's such a beautiful space to live your life from. And then the third takeaway is, I think, um, I would say, yeah, just not be too harsh for yourself and to... Um, kind of allow yourself to really tune into what you're wanting from life and how you would love to experience life. 
you know, we talked about, you know, being vibrantly alive and feeling fulfilled. And so my questions always are to other women, you know, I've reached that space and I really want so many more women to just tap into that. And so my questions would be sit down and give yourself a couple of minutes to really kind of play with that again, look at what that could look like for you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. And I love how you, you start it with loving yourself more. That is, that is really the key that opens the door to everything else. I appreciate you being here today, Kath. And like I said, we're going to probably have to have you back because there's so many more questions I have. And <laughs> I want our listeners to gain from you. But, um, yeah, so thank you so much for having me. I love having these conversations. And like you said, there's so much synergy between kind of, you know, the way that we look at things <laughs> and our journey and how we resonate with certain words and concepts. So yeah, I love having these conversations. So I'd be, I'd be really excited to be back actually and talking to your listeners. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and hi to the little one. is <laughs> trying to tell us it's time to go. But thank oh, okay. you for listening today. My name is Cordelia Gaffar. No, I, I do this always. Okay. And, um, and we had to go. This, yes. And this has been another episode of the Replenish Me radio and show. I Have an amazing day. Like you.